Once again, we return to this season, this season of preparation, and we remind ourselves of this important work to be prepared. Left to ourselves and our own devices, we will spend much time just twittering time away. Without this season, Christmas becomes simply another holiday on the calendar. Not the church calendar, but the worldly calendar. It becomes just another day off, a day of celebration. And it is far, far more than that. You and I are called to remind each other that it is important to embrace the nativity of our Lord. But before we embrace the nativity of our Lord, we contemplate our waiting Our need for God. Advent is full of what is present and going on with us. And it is also full of what is to come for us. Advent gives us the lens through which to see God at work. And reminds us to live expectantly, not only in this day, the present day, but into our future together. This lighting of the candle on the Advent wreath is a reminder of our looking for God's light to break into our darkness. And it is a reminder to us just by our thinking this that we do live in some darkness. Jesus told his followers not to be weighed down with drinking parties or anxieties. And I suppose these are the two options that we generally have or something very akin to them. From the beginnings of time, these have been the options that we either spend our days mindlessly letting them go by or we live in fear of what is going on. Fred Craddock used to tell the story of a couple in his church that had given a party on Saturday night. They waited until their youngest child had gone to bed. She had gone upstairs and they had given her a night's prayer and put her to bed And then they had their friends to come over. And their friends were a lot of friends in church with them. And yet they also were friends from the community that they just enjoyed spending time with. They were drinking and they were eating and they were chattering away through the night with very little thought of being in church the next morning, even though that's where most of them would be, when in the middle of the evening, they heard a voice call. The little girl had come down halfway the stairs, and she threw up her hands and said, Oh, a party! (laughs) And then she said the unthinkable. She said, may I say the blessing? And they were stunned as they held their drinks and they heard this little girl say, God is great. God is good. 
Let us thank him for our food. By his hands, we are blessed. Amen. And then she said, good night. And went up and put herself to bed again. The couple that was admitting that this had happened to Fred Craddock the next morning, as they confessed to him, they said something stunning occurred. They said they'd never seen a room emptied as fast. After that prayer was given, our friends came to us one by one and said, I'm sorry, uh, but we'll have to leave. It's time for us to get in. You know, the evening's getting late. And they made their way out. And within a very short period of time, this couple in whom's in whose home in whose home this party was hosted they stood looking at each other asking the question what are we doing what are we doing jesus is headed toward the most trying period in his life you know it's coming This time in which he sits down to the table with his disciples, knowing that one is going to deny shortly that evening, the next morning, having known him, and one is actually going to betray him. Before this occurs, Jesus speaks to them what is on his heart. He has been in the temple with them earlier in the day. And some of those that were gathered around him were ooing and aahing at the grandeur of the place. The greatest structure in all of Jerusalem. And even then it gilded with gold. It was an amazing tribute to not just Herod's ingenuity to make it happen. But it was this graceful gift to the Lord as They sought to lift up their praise heavenward. And those that saw it were amazed. Jesus said, oh, don't you realize that all this too will be destroyed? Not one stone will stand upon the other. I have a feeling that there were those that heard what Jesus was saying and took notice Because they were reveling in their partying. They're simply absorbing all that the world can be. Until he begins to say that Jerusalem will be besieged by armies. In fact, there will be signs in the sun and the moon and the stars. For those that will look. And those signs will extend to the earth that will quake within its crevices and jar all humanity. And there will be famine. And there will be epidemics of disease, the likes of which you've never seen. This is not so much a prediction by Jesus. Even though there is a future nature to it in this prophecy. The words of the prophet 
are sent to us in order that we might know our condition today because we can't get it, it seems. How many of us have already, just this past week, celebrated pretty good? I can look at you and tell. You and I know how to celebrate. And even in the wake of such tragedy in Paris, you and I can still be distracted. It's a trap. And Jesus says this. He says, don't let that day fall upon you unexpectedly like a trap. It will come upon everyone who lives on the face of the whole earth. And why? Because it is happening even as we speak. You and I are called by God not to be a people, however, who worry and fear, but a people who hope and trust in a God who cares very deeply for you and I and to stay awake he said come on look at the fig tree they're everywhere in Jerusalem look at the fig tree when you see it budding out you know what's going to happen you can taste the figs can't you see the signs don't be trapped by fear or partying. Pray that you are strong. I like the way that Kayla McClurg puts this. Don't squander your energies on what does not heal and bless. Pour yourself out for what matters most, for the promise of summer that even now, as it grows darker day by day, is near. In the lighting of the Advent wreath, we shared together in those words of the Apostle Paul, encouragement to be a people of hope. Let me remind you of them again. He says we have access by faith into this grace into which we stand through him and we boast in the hope of God's glory. But not only that, we even take pride in our problems because we know that trouble produces endurance, endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And this hope doesn't put us to shame. As we come to this table of grace, let me remind us all to be an expectant people, not weighted down, but living lightly unto the Lord. We turn in our hymnals to page 12 together. <clears throat> 